Jackson had a 3.8 QBR. Wow, that was pretty good. 40 what? The 40. Caleb so. likes those overs. Well, I, I just I just picked two unders. What? Oregon. Um, because I thought it would be fun, right? We want to see the turnover <laughs> chainsaw. We I want mean, to see why not? The, the the bling and the lights of the Rose Bowl at 8 o'clock. Pack 12 after dark. Good teams win, great teams cover. I've always said <laughs> Well... With, with, with 10 games over Miss, Mr. Safe over there. Ga- oh, Safe. That's a bold like, move, Cotton. Like uh, 12 weeks, we'll be unemployed. I just want to say. That's right. In, twel- in 12 weeks, we'll be, uh, we'll be sitting next to the burn, bar- burn barrel out uh, under the bridge. Run the RPO, Chad. It's not hard. Rutgers is good. They lost yeah. their coach. Okay. They're, they're, they're doing so good, their coach just <laughs> got fired. <laughs> My notes yeah, on this game, did. it says Iowa and Michigan are both awful, <laughs> and their offense is very, very bad. We need to come up I with, like, an algorithm. Uh, there's nothing to talk about. Okay. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Six. I think he shanked the extra point. Leeches off his rocker. <laughs> this is the Kick 6 Project. It's Nathan, Caleb, and Jake. That's right. This is the Kick 6 Podcast. I'm Nathan. With me, as always, and Caleb and Jake, except for when Caleb's not with us, because tonight we are bringing you the Arkansas Razorback preview show. Jake, what's up, man? How you doing? Good. It's good to be back. Yes, yes, we 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 are back, and um, I know as our uh, our resident Arkansas Razorback uh, know it all, um, we're excited for tonight because you're going to bring us everything the uh, the Razorback fan needs to know about the Hogs. Is that right? Yes, I'm very 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 excited about this, all and right. I'm very excited about the season. Twenty four days, I think. Yep. Yep. Is what it is. Uh, lots of excitement around the program. Uh, Sam Pittman's coming into his second year, uh, and that should be something that uh, gets Hogs fans excited, especially coming off of a, a good first year for him. Yeah, it was a really good first year. Um, unfortunately, there weren't non-cons last year, so <clears throat> the record doesn't look that great. But with non-cons, they probably went five, six games last year, which is really good from where we uh, were with uh, Chad Morris. That's right. That's right. All right. Well, let's uh, – Let's uh let's go ahead and and dive in. All right, Jake. So um, let, let, like I said, let's dive in. Um, Arkansas is coming off a, a season where they finally got an SEC win. Is that right? Yep, they got three of them. Yeah, yeah, three SEC wins. And like you said, uh, I think they're going bowling if they've got um, you know, if they can go three out of four in the non-con, um, you know, like a normal year. Um, so, so not a bad, bad, bad gig for the Razorbacks. Of course, there was a couple pieces lost, uh, Felipe Franks, the transfer that here on this podcast, we gave a hard time to, um, he transferred over and Arkansas really got up an excellent year out of him. Uh, I don't think there could be anything more that hog fans could ask for. Um, but, uh, let's just dive into the offense and, uh, you can kind of bring me what you got and, uh, we'll, uh, we'll go from there. Okay. Um, well, I guess we start with. Mike Woods leaving, yes. uh, leaving to leaving to OU. Um, that was big, big news over the off season, um, which I think I saw. He's like fifth string on their roster right now, or fourth string, or something. Which you know, if that's what he wanted to do, that's what he wanted to do. It sucks because I think he would have had a great year um, this upcoming year here. Uh, but I guess we start off with quarterback. That's KJ. Um, he played against Mizzou last year, and honestly. I think played 10 times better than anybody expected him to play. Um, he threw the ball really well, ran the ball well. Um, he's looked good from everything that I've heard. 
he's looked really good in camp for the most part. Um, I guess there's a pretty close battle for the number two quarterback, but I imagine Malik Hornsby will probably win it. Um, so he'll probably be your backup to KJ if something were to happen to KJ. But KJ is definitely your starter. Um, and then we lost Rakeem Boyd last year. Um, but, you know, if that was in the Chad Morris era, we'd be like, you know, we'd, we're screwed. Uh, but we had Traylon Smith, who was absolutely awesome in his place last year. Um, yeah, because uh, Rakeem Boyd really couldn't stay healthy. No, he couldn't. And I'm a little worried with Traylon's size that he may not be able to carry the workload that they like a guy like Boyd was supposed to. Um, I think he's going to be extremely good, and I think he's going to have a really good year. Um, behind him are probably going to be two freshmen, and A.J. Green and Raheem Sanders. Um, <laughs> Jonah's Jen is talking about money back here. <laughs> money, baby. <laughs> Get that money. Uh, A.J. Green uh, was, uh, I think, the second highest recruit for the Razorbacks this year. Um, he was a top 10 athlete in the nation, I believe. Um, he's a running back. He's ext- he was a, he ran like a, a 10, three hundred meter dash or something like that as a freshman in high school. Um, so he's extremely fast. And then rocket Sanders is also a freshman and he was like the 15th ranked athlete in the nation. Both of them are four stars. Um, rockets bigger. He's like six two two fifteen. He's huge, um, and he's also really fast. So they have really good running back depth. They're just young. Um, so I think the running back room is actually in really good shape. Um, it usually is at Arkansas, um, right. surprisingly, for the most part. Yeah, that's usually, usually the running backs. They could rely on, yeah. Yeah, usually the running back are deep, and I don't think that changes this year. I'm really excited to see how A.J. Green looks. Um, and then you go to the offensive line. We actually brought back everybody on the offensive line. Um, from last year, which is always good, especially in a Sam Pittman-led team. Um, you got Myron Cunningham at left tackle, Luke Jones at left guard. Um, Brady Brady Latham will probably back up. He played a little bit last year. He'll probably back up at guard. Uh, Ty Clary will be your center um, until Ricky Stromberg can come back. He hurt his knee. Um, they think he'll be back week one. Um, but you'll have Ty Clary at center, Bo Limmer at right guard, and probably Dalton Wagner, Wagner at right tackle. Could be Marcus Henderson. He's a sophomore. Uh, he was a really highly rated um, offensive lineman coming out of high school. So you could see Marcus Henderson at right tackle. But I think the offensive line is going to be really good, especially when Stromberg comes back. Um, I think that might actually be the strong point of our offense, um, even though some people think it's going to be a weak point. I think they're going to be really good, um, and they all have experience together. Um, and then basically this depth chart is just kind of mine, like what I think it's going to be. I don't actually know. I don't think anybody really knows what it's going to be yet because they haven't released anything. Yeah, and it's so um, it's so early in camp. You're not going to know anything yeah. until probably week week the end of week week two, uh, later part of, of week three. Right, yeah. So I think the offensive line is pretty much going to be the same as last year. Um, and I think they're going to be really good. Uh, I think Hudson Henry is going to be your tight end, and then Blake Kern is going to be the same tight end group. Same offensive line, um, same running back. Um, the only thing that really changes is KJ on the offense. Your receivers are going to be Traylon Burks. Uh, Davion Warren's coming off an injury, um, but he's definitely going to be your second or third wide receiver. And then you got Trey Knox, who you're hoping he steps up. Um, you got John David White, who's 
basically Drew, Drew Morgan 2.0. Um, they say he's really quick, really fast. He's just good hands, slot guy. Um, Keetron Jackson was your highest-rated recruit. He was basically – he was almost a five-star wide receiver. Uh, he just missed it. Nice. Um, but he's a four-star wide receiver out of Texas. Um, he'll probably play a lot this year, especially if Trey Knox or Davion Warren um, aren't doing what they're supposed to be doing. Um, so that's like the wide receiver room. The wide receivers are actually extremely deep, which isn't something that we've been used to seeing these last few years. Right. Well, um, they have a lot of – Let's – I mean, Lo, let's, let's kind of dive into that. So – um, you know, I can think back to a couple of years ago. They got they got Knox, Burks, and Woods. Of course, Woods is out of the program now. Burks has really kind of struggled with consistency. Not, yes, no. Knox, 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 Knox has struggled with consistency, and Burks is he's you know he's kind of the alpha. He's uh, I've seen lots of lots of uh, uh, commentators saying he's probably the best receiver in the SEC this year. Which I mean, I think that's probably. Uh, um, that's 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 possible, you know. Last, yeah. last year's SEC was stacked. It seems like a lot of those guys went off to the NFL. Um, I, th- I think this is definitely Burks's year. I really hope KJ can get him the ball because if they can if they can work their offense around that and then they have you know a balanced running attack, the offense should be pretty good. Uh, they I think they scored twenty twenty five point seven twenty six points a game last year. Um, I they, think that's going to go up. Yeah, I think I think if they can get like in the thirty range, you know, and then uh, we'll talk about the defense later. But you know, if they can pick those up, they can they can battle with some of those you know middle of the tier SEC teams. Uh, and I know you're going to give us your predictions on, um, yeah, you know, kind of how the how the ranks go. Um, right. But I would really love to see this pass game get going because then it opens up more for you know kind of everything. And uh, well, go ahead. Well, I say I follow a lot of draft NFL draft guys on Twitter, and they always do their like early wide receiver rankings, running back rankings, blah blah blah. And almost every single one I've seen has had Burks either number one overall, like in the nation, to like number like four is the lowest I've seen him. And he's like pretty much locked as a first round wide receiver right now. And I know him and KJ are really really close. So as long as he doesn't get hurt, he should get over a thousand yards, probably. I wouldn't be shocked to see him at 10 or 11 touchdowns. I think they're going to target him a ton. Um, I don't think double teams are going to matter because he's just, he's big, he's fast, right. he's quick. You know, he's, he's just every, he's just everything. He's, right. he's And that, that's a lot of that is going to depend on, I think he definitely gets to those numbers if they can, like you said, if they can have a solid running, running attack, you know, KJ, he's a big guy. We even talked about how he came into camp a little bit uh, too big and uh, yeah. know, he'll, he'll probably shed a lot of that, but, um, if they can just have a, a even a decent running attack where you know Smith stays healthy, and you know KJ can mix it up a little bit, I think that's going to open it up. Or even like you said, you know Burks is the kind of guy that it's going to take at least two. You know, uh, in a lot of cases they're going to have to have you know help over the top as well. So um, I think if definitely they can get the running attack going, it should you know should open that offense up, and Burks should be the you know primary um, benefactor of that. Yeah, I uh, I'm super excited for this offense. Um, KJ does worry me some because he did it against Mizzou. Mizzou's not good, um, but I think with a year under Bryles, another year under Bryles, um, I think he'll be okay. I think they'll be able to use his legs more than they were with Franks because Franks had the knee issue. I think, and he's just not as athletic as KJ is. And like you said, KJ came in overweight. But from everything I've seen from camp, like video-wise, 
he looks good. He doesn't look big, like over, like, you know, he doesn't look overweight. Like he looks pretty normal how he did when he came in. So I'm wondering if he cut that weight or if he, you know, just whatever it is. Um, so hopefully he, I think he's obviously the biggest key to the offense this year. Um, as most quarterbacks are. Yeah, absolutely. So I hope, I hope, I hope he steps up. I think it's going to be a fun year. I think this is, um, uh, well, I mean, we'll get to my, I'll get to my season predictions at the end of this. Yeah. All right. Well, so, so the offense, I think we're all looking for the offense to be pretty good. You know, they've got the returners on the O line, which is really important, especially in the SEC. Um, you know, because you're going to be going against the top defensive lines in the country almost every week. Um, you know, the little bit of inexperience at quarterback play. Uh, we hope, you know, but, but KJ, the good thing that overcomes that sometimes is having some dynamic weapons. So we think, you know, Arkansas, you know, far as recent years, they've got some of those better, uh, weapons more than, uh, more than they've had. So hopefully the offense can take a step forward, but the defense last year, they they forced a lot of turnovers. It actually, uh, was surprisingly, um, you know, solid in several games last year. Uh, what do you see happening or what do you, what do you see, um, you know, going on over on the defensive side of the ball? Well, defense, like defensive line really, really worried me at first because they lose Jonathan Marshall, who was probably the best one of the, or he, he was one of the best defensive tackles in the sec. He was very good for them. Um, Julius Coates was a DN for us. We lost him. Um, and, uh, we lost somebody else. I can't can't remember who it was. We lost somebody else, I believe. But uh, this year they bring in Trey Williams. Um, he's from Mizzou. He's a DN. He, again, just I don't know. This is just who I'm assuming or pre- predicting who's going to start. I think Trey Williams is going to be a DN, and Eric Gregory is going to be on the other side of him, who he played last year. Um, and I think your backups there are Dorian Gerald and uh, Soli. So you have actually decent ends. Um way a lot better than what I was originally thinking um, going into this season. And then it, uh, you're uh, inside. You probably have Isaiah Nichols, who was here last year. He's very good. Um, he's been in the program for, I think, three years now. And then you got Markel uh, Atsi, I think is his name. He's from Mizzou. Um, and he's solid. He's not, you know, great or anything, but he's he's a solid. He's a big, big kid. Um, and then you bring in John Ridgway, who I'm most excited for. He's out of Illinois State. Um, he's like six, six, three thirty, I think he's huge. Um, and from everybody that ever, from the reports coming out of camp from the players and stuff, they said he's really explosive. He's really quick. Um, and so I think our defensive line is actually going to be okay. They have to generate pressure, um, as most defensive lines are asked to do. Um, and that's always been a problem. I feel like at Arkansas since Trey Flowers left really, um, is generating pressure. Uh, and so hopefully they can get at least some pressure because our secondary is extremely good. It is probably the best secondary I've ever seen at Arkansas. Now, obviously, Man, and they, I wasn't old enough to see Steve Atwater and, you know, yeah. those guys. But from what I've seen, I mean, this secondary has the chance to be extremely good. Man, the the defensive, uh, the defensive um, back returners, a man, is incredible. It's, and the linebacking core as well. Um, oh, yeah. you, know, you got you got names that 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 everyone around the SEC maybe maybe the the typical fan doesn't know, but if you've played Arkansas and you see those guys coming back, you're like, hey, I remember that guy in the broadcast. His name was called a lot, but you got you yeah. got Morgan back, you got Bumper Pool back, you got Catalan back, you got um, uh, Fuchsia back, back, you got Clark Brooks. back, uh, Brooks. Um, man, it, it it is it is 
like you said, one of the one of the better defensive back, um, um, you know, classes that Arkansas's had in in a while, or you know, far as far as top to bottom. So, um, that's gonna be really exciting to see that that team play. But like you said, it all starts on the line, and you know, you've really got to get pressure because, um, you know, there's a lot of teams in the SEC that have some weapons, and if you give a quarterback time, it doesn't matter, um. It doesn't matter who's who's out there in the in the defensive back backfield is going to be tough. Can't cover somebody forever. Yeah. Um, you know, you touched on it. You get Bumper Pool and Grant Morgan. Those are going to be your two linebackers. Um, behind them, you're probably going to have Hayden Henry and Andrew Parker. Um, that's going to be probably your backups at linebacker. Um, your starting cornerbacks. Uh, you know, on one side you're going to have Monteric Brown or Buster Brown, um, is what the, what they call him. Um, and he is probably a top – he has the ability to be like a top five corner in the SEC this year. He's extremely good. He got hurt last year, unfortunately, but um, he came back. And he was probably – he was easily our best corner. Um, on the other outside corner, that's to the question mark. I think it's going to be Ladarius Bishop. Um, I've also heard Hudson Clark has played really well this, this camp. Um, I think Bishop has some more upside because he's – one of the faster players on the team. He's big. Um, if he can get technique down, I think he's going to be the other outside corner, and I think that's going to be a really good duo. And then you got Greg Brooks in the slot or in your nickel. Um, and, again, um, from everything that I've heard on podcasts and just reading articles and stuff, Brooks has the ability to be one of the best corners in the SEC. Um, he was extremely good for us last year. He's fast. He's physical. He's just a really good corner. I think Monteric Brown and Greg Brooks um, have a very good shot at being one of the best duo corners um, in the SEC. Uh, then you, of course, have Catalan, who's probably going to be a first-round safety, early second round, um, if he plays like he did last year. There's no doubt. Uh, and then you got uh, Fuchsia, who will be the other other safety as well uh, as well as Miles Slusher. Miles um, Slusher played a little bit as a freshman last year. He's he was a really highly regarded safety coming out of high school. Um, and he's extremely good as well. So um, you have a lot of talent um, past the front four. Um, and there's talent um, There's talent on the line, too. It's just a lot of new faces um, and a lot of guys that have to step up, like Dorian Gerald, if he can stay healthy, that's huge for us. Um, John Ridgway, if he comes in and produces like he's supposed to, that's going to be huge. Um, so I really think – with everybody having a year under the same system and literally returning almost our entire team, they have a really, really good shot at doing a lot better than what we've been used to seeing the last few years. Um, and I'm excited to get into my little, my schedule prediction because um, I'm going to get made fun of for it. I'm sure. Yeah, no, I, I we'll, we'll drop into there. Um, I'm looking at, uh, I'm looking at the, the Razorbacks roster right now and they've got a lot of guys from Texas. Um, you know, especially that are like, you know, sophomores and maybe going into their junior season. Um, you know, how, how much of this roster can you credit uh, to, to Chad Morris? Um, you know, you, you think about the receiving talent, most of that came in uh, in the Chad Morris era. Um, and I'm just, you know, just from from your perspective, um, you know, how much credit can you give Chad Morris despite the, uh, the struggles on the field? Uh, how much of that uh, recruiting credit can you give him? Well, I mean... Chad Morris had never recruited poorly. That was what's so was so frustrating is we never had terrible – it's not like we had bad classes with him as our coach. We just 
I was watching, you know, games. Um, oh, absolutely, man. It was just from he, his, he didn't know what the heck was going on. Well, it's just so weird because I was watching games from his era with some of these players that are, are playing for us now, and they just look so slow. They just look slow. They just it, – it, it's so – it's hard to explain, but, like, from watching them last year, like, they looked – everybody just looked fast. Like, everybody looked like – and that's – and they weren't – it's not necessarily that they are faster – they just they knew what they were supposed to be doing. They knew what they were supposed to be doing on the field. And so they were there. They were there quicker. And the Chad Morris era, you know, they didn't know what they were doing. And so you saw a lot of guys trailing or you saw a lot of guys looked confused. And then, you know, you looked at the roster. Trey Knox is from that from Chad Morris. Uh, I know Jalen Catalan is, Fuchsia is, Greg Brooks is, Monteric Brown, I think Morgan and Bumper Bull. Um, a lot of a Myron Cunningham uh Literally, a lot of the kids that are on our roster right now are from that era, and I are from the Chad Morris era, and I think that speaks a lot to Pittman um, that most of these kids stayed to play for him, and none of them were recruited. I mean, most of these kids weren't recruited by him, right? And um, especially KJ. KJ's a big one. KJ came here for Chad Morris, and when Chad Morris left, everybody thought KJ was gone and didn't leave, um, and now he's a starting quarterback for us. So, um. Well, so so what it, what it sounds like, you know, Chad Chad Morris, you know, did a decent job on the recruiting chair, trail. You know, I think when he was first hired, that was something that got Hog fans excited. Uh, you know, he was putting in the work. Uh, and then Sam Pittman, he knew basically, hey, here's what I've got to do. I've got to, you know, get these guys that that maybe the last staff didn't utilize their abilities, and I've got to recruit them to stay. You know, and then I kind of got to change the culture. That's what it seems like to me. It was a kind of a culture issue with Chad Morris. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, we we saw he the, did a lot of things wrong. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, we we saw we saw the uh, what was the celebration room that they had the, when they won the game? Club Dub. Club Club Dub. That's exactly club right. Dub. Right. <laughs> right. Club Dub was pretty run down for most of the time. Yeah, Club Club <laughs> Dub was. Uh, they, they they had plenty of uh, 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 vacancy in the club yeah, for a yeah. while, um, yeah. but it, it just seemed like you know Sam Pittman's come in and he he kind of demands that respect. Um, you know, he's a guy that everybody likes, but he also you know kind of de- demands that respect. But all right, man. Well, it, it sounds like you know there's a lot for for Hog fans to be excited about moving into this next year. I know um, you're excited. We've talked to, uh, several times kind of about your excitement for the team. Uh, which is good because that's what uh, that's what people in this area of the country need. We need to you know get excited about uh, the Razorbacks, the only show in town. You know, so uh, yep. Let's uh, let's go through the schedule. Let's let's tell me what you think. Let's take your picks. Okay. You said some people are going to give you a hard time for it, so oh, let's I'm see sure. what's up. It's not crazy, okay? I, I don't and and I, I don't want to. No, no Alabama not, victories. No, it's not. There's no ridiculous victories in this. So we open with Rice. That should be a win. So you're starting off one and zero. Then everybody knows Texas is coming to town week two. Now, I think that's coin flipping game. To yes, typically this would be a loss. This would not. I wouldn't even question now. Like, oh, they're going to beat us. You know, they're just they're a better team. But this is the first week, or it's going to be the first game that Fayetteville has had a packed stadium in probably four years. Yep. You're you're bringing back a team who knows that they're good. They know. That they can win, they 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 have confidence. You get in a Texas team who just lost their starting quarterback of five years. They get a new coach. You're coming into a packed stadium that they haven't played in in what two years now? One a year and a half. Yep. 
Um, so it's going to be a different, and it's at six o'clock. It's on the, you know, it's prime prime time. Probably game day's coming for that game. Um, that's the rumor. Um, I just feel like you heard it here first. That's well, they the game day's already got a spot in Fayetteville. Um, they have other games, I guess, on their radar. They haven't picked a game yet, but they have a spot reserved in Fayetteville if they come here. So, um, and it would make sense for them too because Texas is coming here. It's the first game that we see texas or ou play an sec team so i could see i could see college game day coming here for that um that would be fun oh yeah Fayetteville would be just nuts um and so i think that's the biggest reason is really because of the, just the fan base i think and and just all the energy that's gonna be around that team especially just it being only the second week into the season like they're gonna be healthy they're gonna be excited they're gonna, you know i just i have a feeling that they're gonna beat texas so i'm giving them a win on the Texas game. All right. And then so, they go to so Georgia Southern. 2-0. 3-0. 3-0. 3-0. I think right. they're going to start 3-0. 3-0, and, and then they're headed to Jerry World against Texas A&M. Texas and, and, I, and I have, I have, a, I have a take on, on a couple of these games. Uh, okay. I think you and I might Good. be on the same page. Um, okay. But everyone's riding high well, on te- Texas A&M. How do you feel about Texas take? No, I, I think Texas, that's a, that's a coin flip game. I think okay. I think Texas will come in probably a, a three point favorite, which means That's you know on thinking. a neutral side they're probably about a yeah. touchdown favorite, just yep. because it's it their name is Texas and Arkansas has been Arkansas. But on the yep. field, and, and I've kind of looked at Texas's roster because Texas is they've had a lot of transfers in and in, in and out, and I've kind of been paying attention to that. Uh, there are several Texas players. Cavante Ingram went to USC. <laughs> And I've I've studied USC quite a bit for the Pac uh, Pac twelve show, but I also do that because they're one of you know Notre Dame's biggest rivals, and you know th- there's a lot that you can judge from that that Notre Dame USC game. Uh, so so I follow USC relatively close, you know, probably uh, more than I do probably eighty percent of the other teams. Um, right. You know, especially you know the Pac twelve teams probably more than ninety percent of those teams. But uh, I do you know kind of got a feel for there, so I do know that. Texas is, has had some players. I think th- maybe three or four went to USC. I could be wrong, um, but several players from Texas kind of went over to USC. You know, once uh, Sarkeesian was hired. Um, so I definitely, I think it's a coin flip game. I think you know Texas is probably a three point favorite on the road, and like you said, all the factors are in Arkansas's favor. You got a really, you know, you got a second year team, and you've got a really experienced team, with the exception of quarterback. Um, yeah, but it's not the first game of the year, so that really helps. And 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 the thing is, that entire stadium is going to be behind KJ. You know, he's probably going to look really good in the Rice game, and you know, um, that that entire stadium is going to be behind him. It's not like you're gonna you're gonna be game six and KJ's thrown six picks and one touchdown. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's not going to be a case like that. Everybody's going to be behind him in that game. So. Um, I think it's definitely a coin flip. I think uh, the next game, as you said, Georgia Southern, is that right? Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah, I think that's a win. And then the A&M, yep. the A&M game is very intriguing to me. You tell me your take, and then I'll, 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 okay. I'll fill in. So my take on the A&M game is A&M's very good. They're going to be I, – I believe that A&M's going to be one of the better teams in the West. Um, they usually are, but I think they're going to be very, very good this year. The only thing with A&M is they do not have a quarterback um, – or they have a quarterback, but – they don't have Kellen Mond, and he has been the Arkansas killer for some reason. Um, but even in the Chad Morris era, when we were just absolutely god-awful and we couldn't beat North Texas, we kept the A&M games close somehow. So 
Although I do have them losing this game, I think this is the first game they lose. I think they're three and one going into Georgia. I'm not. This is not a for sure loss to me. I don't think. I don't think it's a coin flip necessarily, but I do believe that this game is winnable, and I do believe that there is a chance they go for. They're, they are four and zero going into Georgia, and I don't think that is an insane take. It sounds crazy. I know. So, but, so here's. But I have him losing. Here, here's my here's my take, and, and I, I, surprisingly, you're not going to believe this, but I actually agree with you. So, <laughs> he, I, I, Texas A&M is another team that that kind of make kind of makes me mad, you know, because I'm watching from the you know the the national landscape. Um, but Texas A&M is a team, um, that everyone says, oh, you know, they've got all this returning whatever on defense. The defense is going to be great. Well, the defense really wasn't that good last year. Um, the defense was not a top 10 defense. It was not a top 20 defense. Um, so they've got returning, but it's not like it was an amazing defense anyway. Uh, right. They lose Kellen Mond, who, like you said, has been this quarterback for five years. Um, the the only other quarterback on the roster that's thrown a pass has thrown four passes last year. Uh, it's a kid, his last name is King. Now, I don't know who's going to start, who they've got coming in at quarterback. That's a big question mark for me. Uh, granted, KJ hasn't played a lot, but at least KJ played, you know, a game or two games, you know what I'm saying? And he's got some right. some actual, um, you know, some some actual, um, you know, meaningful time under his belt. Now, do I think Texas A&M roster top to bottom is, is more talented than the Razorbacks? Of course. Um, but this is a game, like you said, I think Arkansas could even lose the Texas game and then come back two games later and sneak up on, on an A&M. Like you said, they always play them tough. It doesn't matter. We could lose the to, to North Texas, and then two weeks later, go to Jerry World, and it's a tight game. Uh, right. One of these games is going to swing their way, and I think if it's going to happen, it's going to happen in a in a year one of a new quarterback. Um, you know where they're breaking in some other players. Um, you know if if the Razorbacks can stop the run in that game, which I believe they should, um, even if they've got to go, you know, man coverage on the outside to do it. Um, if you don't, if you have an inexperienced quarterback. You know, that's maybe where the game switches in that game. You can create some turnovers, do some things like that. We saw that last year out of the Razorbacks. Um, that's how they win this game. It's probably not going to be, um, you know, <laughs> mono y mono the whole time, but they're going to have to stop the run and then, um, you know, get lucky on some, some passing plays where things right. go their way. And, you know, I kind of feel the same way. I think Texas is kind of in the same spot. They got they lose their quarterback and they get a new coach. I think Texas is more winnable than A&M. Um, I think if they're going to win one of those two, I think it's going to be Texas with it being at home, with it being as packed as it's going to be, hopefully. Um, uh, as far as COVID goes, hopefully, you know, they can still fill that stadium. That's a big question mark, too. If, you know, fans, you know, my, my whole prediction will change if we can't have fans again, you know, because that's a big part of football. It's a big part of college football, especially. So, but I, I see a scenario. Do I think it will happen? No. I, like you said, we could lose one to Texas. We could lose both to the A&M. We could be tier two going into Georgia. We could lose to Texas and Texas A&M. But I believe that we will at least be three and one going into Georgia. And I see a scenario where we're four and zero. And I know that sounds crazy, um, and especially from where we were. Um, but I have us at three and one going into Georgia. So the next game is at Georgia. Obviously, I have us losing that one. Um, so so far, I have us at three and two. Uh, I don't think we beat Georgia. I don't even. I don't think there's a scenario where we beat Georgia. Um, I think Georgia's going to be extremely good, and they're usually good at beginning, middle of the year. 
Um, so I don't think I don't think we can beat Georgia. Yeah, if we and see I, if we see Georgia slip up, it, they usually slip up at the end of the year. Now they got Clemson yeah. to start, um, and and maybe they drop that game. But yeah. I, I can see Georgia. Georgia's gonna get a uh, a late October November loss somewhere down the line. Maybe one, even one that they shouldn't get. Um, right. But uh, usually, you know, usually they start looking pretty good uh, at the beginning of the year. Yeah, I. Uh, so I've got us at three and two, uh, going in into Ole Miss. Um, for this game, I have it as a loss. Um, so we're three and three. I think we lose three straight. I think we lose to A and M. We lose to Georgia. We lose to Ole Miss. Um, and uh, the fan base wants uh, Sam Pittman fired at this point. Um, <laughs> But uh, I, don't I, think I, do see, I don't think it's that quick. No, although you're, you're not winning uh, by by three points to Portland State. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, you know, Ole Miss again. They lost um, their top. They lost their starting tight end, who was one of their top receivers, and they lost their top receiver. Um, but Ole Miss is still going to have an incredible offense. Um, they're not going to throw six picks against us again. Um, it's going to be at their place. It's going to be their homecoming game. Um, for their players, they picked Arkansas to be their homecoming. Um, their defense isn't going to be good, uh, but I think I think it's probably going to be a shootout type game again, uh, or shootout type game, uh, unlike last year, where it was more interceptions and not a lot of offense. Um, I think it's going to be the opposite this year, and I just I think with it being at Ole Miss, we're probably going to drop that game. Now that that's a I, to me that's a coin flip game, in my opinion. I actually think most of the SEC games this year are coin flips. Um, because I think the SEC is kind of down. Um, as crazy as that sounds, I don't think the SEC is very I, strong I, I this think, year. I think the SEC is is top-heavy with about three teams, and then everyone yes. else is jumbled after that. Georgia, I would say Georgia, Bama, and probably Florida yep. are your top three teams. Yep. And I, sure. I, would not, I would not look for a big year. Uh, I mean, A&M will probably be number four. I would not yeah, look they, for a, a big year out of LSU. There's a lot of stuff that's going on. They lost their quarterback. Yeah, it's going to be uh, – the Johnson kid is going to be starting now. Um, yeah, so I, I don't see that. I think it, all those middle-of-the-road middle, middle of the road games are toss-ups. I really think this could be a year that, that Ole Miss, you know, makes some noise. That Ole Miss-Texas A&M game is going to be interesting to see. Yeah. Um, because I think Lane Kiffin, he's got an experienced quarterback. Uh, he threw, you know, 70% completion percentage last year for Matt Corral. Uh, Lane Kiffin can roll with that. And that offense has been very dynamic since he got to uh, Oxford, um, but uh, yeah. So I agree with you on the on the, the middle of the road SEC. Uh, go ahead, Jake. Yeah. So after Ole Miss, uh, we are three and three. Uh, I think we get Auburn. to four and three. Yeah, with Auburn coming into town, I think we beat Auburn. I have that as a win. Um, Auburn, I don't think is going to be that great this year. They've got a coaching change. I just don't believe in Bo Nix. Uh, maybe he wins the higher than, you know, we, you never know. Um, but I don't Both like kids. Auburn. Yeah, I don't like Auburn. I think with it being here and how how we lost that game last year with the backward spike and we didn't get that call, I think they're going to be pretty pissed off to play Auburn, to be honest. I think that's going to be a packed house, um, assuming um, that we're still able to do that. So I got that as a win. Uh, we are now four and three. Uh, we get Arkansas Pine Bluff, which will be a win. Wait a um, minute! Wait a minute! A winning yeah. record halfway through the season. I know. I think. I think we're going to be five and three going to Mississippi State, and I think we beat Mississippi State. Um, Mississippi State comes here again. It's another team that I just don't think. I like Mike Leach. Uh, I think he's hilarious. I think he's a pretty good coach. Um, but I also 
was one of the people um, that didn't think his style would work in the SEC. And, you know, you have to give him more time, obviously. But we kind of saw that last year. You know, he wasn't able to do what he wanted. And I, from what I know, from my knowledge, they didn't add a whole bunch to their team, correct? I don't know if you know, Nate. Who's that? Mississippi State. They didn't add a whole bunch to their team. No, correct? no, I don't think they did. I think Mike Leach. Um, the the issue there was the defense last year. Um, I think I think Mike Leach will 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 be better offensively in his second year. Uh, it's quarterback play. Like KJ Costello looked awesome last year. Remember uh, that first game against LSU? We're like, okay, Mississippi State's for real. And then he fell apart. So. That's going to be a big one. And a lot of these SEC teams I haven't really dove into yet because that will be kind of our last show before the season starts. Um, but uh, I, I definitely think that's a winnable game. I think I think Auburn and Mississippi State are definitely winnable games for, for Arkansas. Yeah, so I've got to beat Mississippi State, and that's a three-game win streak. I think we're 6-3 and three at this point going at LSU. Top 25, now, baby. Top 25. It's possible. Probably. Knocking yeah, on the door. Uh, in uh, in in in, I don't want to get crazy here, Nate. But you, you you're six six and three. You have a chance to be seven and two. There is a path that to to be seven and two if they beat Ole Miss or if they beat an A&M. But I don't think so. Just want to put that out there. I do not think so. I think we are six and three. Um, because I want to stay reasonable here. Um, we go to LSU. I have this as a loss. Um, at LSU, I have this as a loss. Um, don't really know what their quarterback situation. I think they're going to be better than they were last year at LSU. It's going to be in Baton Rouge, probably going to be a packed house. That's going to be a tough game to win. Um, I still think it's a 50, 50 game because I don't think LSU is that good. Um, as far as where they normally are as a team. Um, and we've seen Arkansas beat good LSU teams before and when they shouldn't have. So, um, but I do have that as a loss. So I think we are six and four going into Bama. Um, obviously, at Bama, that's a loss. So that's six and five. And then Mizzou comes here, and I think we beat the Mizzou. I think we beat the Brakes off Mizzou. To be completely honest, yeah. I don't think Mizzou's so, going to be very good. So you're saying seven and five? Seven and five. That's I think there's four, four and four in SEC play. Is that what you're saying? Um, we start and three. Oh, we start zero oh and three. Go to two and three, three and three, three and five. Three and five. Right? Okay, three and five in yeah, SEC three play. Three and five with four non-cons. Okay, and you're 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 having them getting all the non-cons, which is Pine Bluff, uh, Georgia Rice Southern, and, Southern. Uh, and Texas. Yeah, I think that I think that they beat Texas. Okay, so you're thinking probably the C, the 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 floor here is is four and eight, or excuse me. Uh, I think the floor to, for this team, it, to be honest, my floor, and this may not be everybody's floor, my floor for this team would be six and six. Okay, six and six is your floor. Okay, I think. And if they if they lose to if they lose to Texas, okay, yeah. so that's three and one in the non-con. Um, and let's say they don't get, um, let's just say they don't get either the Auburn or LSU, or excuse me, Auburn or Ole Miss. Okay, but they get the other ones, which means they get. Um, they get Auburn or Mississippi State. We yeah, have a they get Auburn, West. Mississippi State, and and Mizzou. Three, yeah, three conference have. wins. Okay, yeah. I think that's I think that's definitely I think that's the floor. I think they're going to get three conference wins. Um, and like you said, they need to get th- at least three of the four non-cons to go bowling. So yeah. six and I think six, six and six, six and six, four. phenomenal year. 
Oh, absolutely. And I think their ceiling, if everything goes right and they stay healthy and they play like I think they're going to, I think their ceiling's eight and four. They've got think, they've got to have QB play. Yeah, I think that's what I'm saying. If KJ plays like he did against Mizzou all season, I think they have an extremely good shot at going eight and four. I would say nine and three, but that doesn't seem realistic. Um, you probably you probably agree with that. Um, I I I don't think nine and three would be a realistic goal. Um, if they did, that would obviously be just absolutely incredible. But I think eight and four is their ceiling. I think they could steal one from Ole Miss or maybe steal steal one at LSU. Or there's just so many 50-50 games this year. In my opinion, Texas, Texas A&M, Ole Miss, Auburn, Mississippi State, LSU are all 50-50s. All right. So you, do you know what the Vegas line is for Arkansas over and under win total? I think it's um, – I don't know 100%. I think it's like four, isn't it? No. So the Kick 6 podcast, we will pick it at – Five and a half, but the the Vegas okay, line five. the Vegas line right yeah. now is is six. So we you know, and I'm sure we can find it for five and a half. So, uh, so you're saying six and six, you know, with with the push push protection. Okay, so you're probably going to go. Uh, do you see seven and five more likely than five and seven? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. So, I so do. you you would lean to the over. Unless the only way we go under five hundred is if KJ is just absolutely off. It just just cannot play, and, that's, and I just don't see that's that. that's the key right there. The key is the quarterback yeah. play. I think if Franks was coming back for one more year, and even if you got out of him what you got last year, even injury riddled, man, I I think I would be all over the seven and five because I can I can see a lot of those things that were like, well, this has to happen, this has to happen, a lot more likely to happen, or the bad stuff not happen when you have an experienced quarterback. Right. Um, and that's that's like you said, the this whole team goes with with where KJ goes. Um, you know, he's a big, strong, talented kid. It's just going to be, um, you know, what he does on the field, man. And if if he's if he is solid, it's going to be a really good, really good season for him. Yeah, I just I don't see anything lower than six and six. Just these kids love Sam Pittman. That's all they talk about. It's how much they love playing for him. They all talk about. Yes, it just feels different around camp um, from like the players' interviews and stuff. It just it, it feels like they want to play. They're, um, they're bought in, that's for sure. They're yeah, they're bought in. in. They they think they can win. They know they they can win. Um, they showed that last year. They they should have beat Auburn. They got screwed against the Auburn game, and they should have beat LSU. Um, they they uh, they choked the LSU game, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, so I I think they had a real shot at winning five SEC games last year and. You know, some things need to go their way, and that happens. And I think just you get a full – and you got to think, too, from last year, Sam Pittman comes in, takes over a team that's not good, um, that wasn't good for the last two years. He gets basically no offseason. Um, he gets an entire new coaching staff, and they go out there and they win, and they're competitive in literally every game except for Georgia, which they were competitive for almost three quarters in that game. I mean, they were competitive for most of that game. Right. And then – they had a bad, um, bad like six minute stretch where Georgia scored like twenty one points or something like that. But um, but anyway, I mean they weren't competitive in like three games last year, and then all the other games they were either, they either won or they it came right down to the wire, and we had not seen that for a very long time. So. Right. Yeah, and that's and I that's, think this year that's what sparks the the turnaround exactly right there. Yeah. Is yeah is is those those what you call moral victories, you know? So. Yeah. Um, well, hey, yep. man, it's been uh, it's been pretty fun uh, talking the hogs with you. Um, I know we're going to hear kind of a weekly update on, as well, and we've got a lot more stuff um, 
on the uh, on the pipeline uh, far as uh, far as preseason stuff goes. Um, any final words on the Hogs, Jake? Yeah. Uh, what, what what is your season prediction? Um, I'm seven and five. What's yeah, yours? I I think if 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 six and six uh, is is the you know kind of the line, I would probably if it, if if we're if we're you know going with Vegas, I would probably go uh, to the under. But I think six wins and uh, six losses is where they're going to be. I see them going six and mm-hmm. six. Um, well, I think they're three. Hey, and... that's a hundred percent fine with me. <laughs> I, I think yeah, and I think it would be for anybody. I think three and one. I think if you told Sam Pittman two years ago, year two, you're going to be six and six, uh, and you told the fan base that nobody would would be you know getting upset. Not not no. anybody that's realistic. And there's people who are unrealistic in every fan base. Um, but, uh, so, so I think that would be the case. I think if, if you push it to the five and five, um, I think I lean over, um, because I think yeah. worst case, I think worst case scenario, five wins, I think best case scenario, uh, six or seven. Uh, so I think it's going to go over. So when we pick it on the show, uh, here in a couple of weeks, I will probably take the over five and a half. Um, and, uh. You know, I think that's one that'll 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 play out pretty well. It's it's definitely going to be a lot more fun watching this year uh, after we saw what we saw last year. Um, you know, it, last year was was a little tricky because we'd seen what we had seen the last two years, and we really didn't know what Sam Pittman could get out of the roster. And uh, it was it was kind of refreshing to see him, you know, get what he did out of these guys. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm excited. You know, six and six is gonna be great. Now, if you do go six and six next year, you better go, you better go seven and five. You know, or you better go, you better go eight eight and four or whatever because the fan base will tear you. Apart. You know, and I, and the thing is, if you're Arkansas, I, and you're realistic, you know, I mean, granted, you want to win every game. I, I I get it, okay, but you play in the toughest division. And it's about to get tougher in college football, right? Um, right. Even even if you move Alabama out and Auburn out. And you move right. OU and Texas in, um, still the toughest, you know, still one of the toughest divisions in in, in the country. If you're Arkansas, um, right. you know, it's going to make things tougher. I think it's going to make things tougher recruiting. Um, you know, just because I think Texas is going to get some of those Texas guys that, um, you know, maybe maybe we were getting. Um, but um, either way, I think if 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 you're honest with yourself, seven and five, eight and four. Nine and three on that that odd year, you know, we saw Petrino kind of crack into the ten wins, nine and ten wins deal. If you can stay right around there, I think Sam Pittman could be here forever. You know, oh, if he if he's consistently seven, you know, seven wins, you know, after a a cycle, yeah, a cycle where he lost, you know, maybe a lot of his roster, he got seven wins, and then like two years later, when some of his his recruits have kind of worked their way through the program a couple times, kind of like you see Iowa do. It's like every third year they're really good, you know, and then yes. they lose, they lose yeah. some guys, yeah. and then they have this 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 roster loaded with uh you know a bunch of three star guys, but they've been in the program yep. three years, and they're you know they're just big, strong, smart, tough kids, and they don't make mistakes. Um, man, I think as an Arkansas fan, you're happy as you can be, you know, seven to nine wins every year. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, that, I mean that's that's all I got on them. Um, yeah. you know, twenty four days, and we'll see. I think Texas is going to be be a big game um see where we are as a team um yeah. especially kj cool well I mean, it's a big game for him so yeah no it's it's, it's going to be awesome but uh those of you that are listening thanks for listening this has been our arkansas razorback preview show jake thanks for joining us like always um make sure you stay uh stay locked in on your your podcast feed we got the the uh, the ou sooners preview that uh came out yesterday 
And uh, we've also got uh, our ACC and Pac-12 preview show. The Pac-12 is coming out this weekend. ACC was last weekend. Uh, so make sure you're tuned into that, getting to know everything you need to know um, about college football. And uh, like Jake said, we're excited. It's coming up. We don't have Caleb here, but Caleb would tell you to like, subscribe, rate, and review, and uh, tell your friends about us on uh, uh, wherever you see them. Tell them to check out um, the podcast on Apple and Spotify. All right, Jake, it's been fun, man. We will see you on Sunday. Yep, see you.